Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live this afternoon from Corner Market Food Store here in Midtown. It is the culmination of our 2021 Homes of Hope toy drive. And it would be hard to describe uh, how our listening audience has reacted how many beautiful toys we have for kids that are going to be delivered this afternoon to Homes of Folk. And we're just very, very grateful to you for uh, everything that you've done to make the 2021 drive such a big success. I want to thank our good friends here at Corner Market Food Stores. They're all throughout South and Central Mississippi, Spartan Mosquito Company, the Citizens Bank of Philadelphia, and Keith Co. Superstores for making this year's drive possible. Uh, many of those locations had uh, drop-off boxes that we were able to put toys in, and uh, you responded overwhelmingly, and we're very grateful to you for that. We're in the process now of hooking up some of our Internet equipment down here. We've got Christian Ostrander, pitching coach and associate head coach of Southern Miss Baseball, is with us this afternoon. Uh, looking forward to talking to Coach Ostrander here in just a few minutes. And Mike Souden, who is the CFO of Corner Market Food Stores, uh, the Roberts Company, also planning to join us a little later in the program. I want to thank you again for everything that you've done and uh, tell you how much that we greatly appreciate uh, you and uh, everything that you've done for us here with the 2021 Toy Drive. Big expectations, of course, for Southern Miss Baseball in 2021. Preseason poll uh, out in Baseball USA has the Golden Eagles ranked 22nd. They finished the uh, year last year, of course, in the D1 and all the major polls are ranked 21st to 22nd. So great expectations here for Southern Miss Baseball. Uh, we're going to get Coach Ostrander here a little closer to me. Hang on one second. Hey, Coach. Coach. Coach, if you sit here, we're going to do it this way for them. Christian Ostrander is with us, and uh, until we get everything squared away, uh, we're going to talk to Coach. Coach, I was just telling our audience, uh, saw the Baseball USA poll at the Golden Eagles ranked 22nd. I looked at last year's poll, reminded myself that the Golden Eagles were ranked in the top 25 of all major polls. So the expectations uh, as you get ready for the season, uh, fair to say, very high? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's kind of what we want. This program has uh, had a lot of tradition of success and consistency. So, you know, year in, year out, you, you like those expectations and, uh, you know, whatever we we welcome it, and uh, know we got to go out there and do our job and our our part. But uh, look forward to the challenge of, of getting everybody's best and uh, having to play good baseball to win. Coach, do guys like me, fans and coaches, pay more attention to those expectations and polls than the kids do? How conscious of the kid are the kids of uh, rankings and expectations? I think definitely the outside looks at it more than our guys. I mean, we don't talk about it. You know, we know what's there. We know what what our expectations are and then, you know, the expectations we have ourselves as coaches, players, and, you know, in that locker room on that team and, 
you know, is always going to be higher than what the outside is, you know, and, and stuff. So I don't think we, you know, pay too much attention to it. Uh, we know uh, what our capabilities are and, and uh, what, you know, what position we put ourselves in and, and very thankful to be in that. Now you just got to go out there and play baseball and win games. We lost three great pitchers last year, two starters and, and a dynamite uh, relief guy all, all went on to play pro baseball. But I, I saw an article just not too long ago where you had, I want to say six kids that were throwing in uh, the mid nineties in fall practice. So uh, talk a little bit about the staff you have coming in. Uh, yeah, uh, very excited. Always cautiously optimistic. You know, um, I think the pieces are there to have as good a staff as we had last year. Uh, who knows? Maybe they can exceed it. Maybe they don't. They don't meet that expectation. I don't know. But I think the ingredients are there. It's up to them to go out there and perform. And uh, and really up to us to put them in the best position we can for them to be successful. I think that's really important. Um, but very excited about it. Uh, we got some guys that can. Uh, throw the ball hard, you know. Um, I think we got a lot of different pieces, a lot of different looks, and uh, uh, like I was telling Luke a little bit earlier, I think you know, I feel like we got, and this is crazy to say, I feel like I have six guys that I feel like I could give the ball to to start, and uh, you know, it's going to be up to them to take advantage of that when that time comes. And then our bullpen pieces, I feel good about, and uh, you know, they just got to do it. And if we, if, we, if they live up to what their capabilities are, then I think, uh, you know, the Golden Eagles pitching staff is going to be, uh, be a solid staff this year. Rick Cleveland described uh, the Oxford Regional to me last year as a regional for the ages. It was just a magnificent uh, example of college baseball. And a lot of really young kids on the pitching staff got some really valuable time on the field. How important is that, Coach? It's, it's tremendously important. I mean, at the moment, you know, last year, you don't really think about it in those terms. You're trying to win that game. You're trying to, you know, be uh, get to that uh, super regional and stuff. So you don't think about it a lot. But then when you have time to reflect thereafter, but even throughout the whole course of the year, see some of the guys, you know, the, the growth they made and, and how much some of the experiences they had last year. Some guys that come to mind, you know, Hurston Waldrop, Tanner Hall, people like that, that um, they're different now than they were then, and I think a lot of that has to do with some of the fires they were put in and uh, and how they handled some of those big stage moments and stuff like that because it should just do nothing but develop confidence and give you more confidence in uh, what you're doing out there. So uh, I think it was very valuable all the way across the board. Everybody last year getting that experience, they should be better for it this year. What in perspective, if you can, what it's like for a kid that year before he's pitching in high school and uh, now he's on this big stage, huge pressure, two top caliber programs uh, in a regional battling it out uh, to see who goes to the super kind of, kind of hard to imagine that it is. And that's why you hope you get the right kind of dudes, you know, when you're recruiting them. Cause those are things you talk about, you know, that we try to sell to recruits is this, Hey, you want a chance to pitch on the biggest stage in the biggest moments. This is a place to come and do that. So, you know, in that time and in that recruitment, yeah, they all say, yeah, that's what I want, want to do it. And hopefully you're getting those guys that truly do that way. When the moment comes, they run to that fight instead of, you know, running from it. So, but it was, uh, it's a learning curve and, you know, and guys grow as they get more experience and uh, definitely uh, to be able to do it in those big moments like that, like I said, it should just help you for the future opportunities coming. Talking to Southern Miss Associate Head Coach and Pitching Coach Christian Ostrander. And uh, we're at Corner Market Food Store here in Midtown, uh, culminating our 2021 Homes of Hope toy drive. It's just been a huge, huge success. Going to ask Coach to be can to stick around for another segment with us. Mike Salden, who is the uh, CFO uh, for Corner Market Food Stores, 
that will be joining us here on the Eagle Hour as well as we continue the corner market here in Midtown. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. We're back at Quarter Market Food Store here in Midtown. We apologize for the technical glitches we're experiencing, but uh, want to get back here with Coach uh, Ostrander, who is uh, with us uh, graciously here for the afternoon. And uh, Coach Ostrander, let's uh, talk about uh, the upcoming season, but I also want to talk to you about the big news that occurred about Southern Miss moving uh, to another conference. Now, I know that won't happen this year, but uh, in Conference USA, I think it's safe to say has been a really competitive national baseball conference. Compare the two, if you will, and your thoughts about finishing up in Conference USA and then uh, beginning the journey in uh, the Sun Belt. Well, you like I said, the Conference USA, since I, I guess I got in it since 2016 was my first year in it. Under that year, we had four teams go to the regional. This past year, four teams. And then in between there, up to three, two, whatever. Uh, so always been a multi-bid league, and uh, which is so important. So it's it's been good. It's been good for us, and and uh, from a baseball standpoint, and uh, very excited about the next uh, you know the next opportunity of uh, being in the in the Sun Belt, which I think is a fa- fabulous baseball conference. I think uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, teams that uh, are close by, I guess you could say, and it's going to be great for our fan base to be able to. Uh, travel down to Mobile or Lafayette or wherever it might be to get to watch this player and vice versa for their fan bases. So uh, very excited about that opportunity when it comes. But, uh, you know, there's nothing to be better than us trying to, you know, finish really strong in this Conference USA, uh, this being, uh, you know, more than likely uh, our last year, could be our last year in it. So uh, it's going to be a tough league. It's going to be a great league. It's going to be a dogfight again. And I think we saw a lot of that last year. Not to look back too much, but uh, two of the two of the rivalries that I know as a fan I've really enjoyed watching us play in recent years has been Florida Atlantic and Rice. Uh, yeah, I think uh, with the both great programs, storied programs, Coach McCormick, Coach Graham being there for so long, and uh, obviously uh, new coaches there at um, uh, at Rice now. But uh, yeah, I think you know those are just a lot of history, kind of like you know the Southern Miss baseball. You know, history and tradition is there. So, Florida Atlantic, I think there's much respect, you know, for those. I know Coach Barry and Coach McCormick and, uh, you know, have a great relationship. And, um, you know, and, and we, we expect that to continue. Hopefully, you know, I mean, might not be playing a regular season now, but maybe there's things you might meet, meet postseason down the road whenever we get in that new conference. But uh, I know this year, you know, I'm, I'm not looking too far ahead because I know it's going to be some tough games when we have to go meet up with those guys. Can you assure our listeners around the state that we're not going to play Louisiana Tech 23 times this year like last year? Man, I hope not. Um, you know, that's that's funny. But, uh, yeah, what, 11? I think it was 11 times last year. That's unheard of. I mean, it's um, too much. it is. It is. Uh, it was – we. <laughs> We knew them, they knew us, and about execution and, and stuff like that. But it was some good baseball, that you know, no doubt. And, uh, no, you know, we'll we'll meet up with those guys. And, obviously, we got some bad blood in our mouth, a little, you know, and bad taste in our mouth and, and uh, from, from how, you know, thing or two ended last year. So we definitely look forward to that series and a uh, big old asterisk on there. But every game's important. Every game's just as valuable as the next, so. All right, Coach, a lot, of, a lot of position players coming back. As we talked earlier, we missed uh, – we, we're going to lose three pitchers off the south. But talk, if you will, for a few minutes about some of the new kids and some of the new names that you think fans may be hearing this spring. Uh, well, you'll hear Hunter Riggins. He's a graduate transfer from Delta State uh, that uh, had a really, really good fall. 
um, that's got a lot of innings of experience, um, kind of the elder statesman, if you will. Uh, kind of reminds me of Walker Powell a little bit. I mean, they don't look the same, but um, just repertoire, four-pitch mix, commands his own, knows how to pitch, knows who they are, not going to beat themselves. So uh, very excited you know, about him and, and so forth. Uh, some other new guys that, uh, you know, that you'll see. And so we have a freshman, Nico Mazza, that I'm sure will – We'll be out there getting some uh, getting some work as a as a puppy, if you will, this year. Um, you know, and getting his feet wet. He's a was a really good high school uh, pitcher that's coming here. That uh, got a chance, to, I think, be one of those uh, special guys down the road. And uh, you know, just thinking ahead, we don't have a ton of uh, you know uh, of new guys. I guess you could say it was uh, more of a, a staff that's got a lot more returners and stuff. But there's been some guys that's really made some some big time jumps. Uh, I thought this fall. Uh, Saw some really good things. Chandler Best looks a million dollars, likes a million bucks right now, and uh, and uh, Blake Wehan had a really good fall. Not to mention others. So um, there's going to be a lot of similar names or familiar names, and there'll be a few handful of names that uh, you know you didn't you didn't get to see much of. It really hurt to lose Best last year in the postseason, didn't it? It did. Just that whole thing. I mean, he was uh, anytime you know your left-handed arms are so vital and important, and they can neutralize. I mean. Uh, a lot, and uh, yeah, losing him when we did, and, and just he wasn't quite the same when he came back. But uh, but like I said, all I can talk right now is he came back on campus this fall. He looked great physically, everything, uh, and he's thrown the ball extremely well. And uh, he continues that, and he's going to be a, a really really big shot. You know, kind of. I don't know. I'm not going to say take over the role I had, but it could be very similar or something like that. And catcher's obviously important to the pitching part of the team. You've got a new kid coming in, Montenegro's little brother. And I, I thought the, the kid that was playing catcher for you last year toward the end played very, very well down the stretch. I agree. I think Blake, uh, you know, Blake finished strong. Uh, he did Blake's uh, uh, last year. Uh, him and Andrew Stanley toted uh, the, the load, and Blake probably the majority of that. But Blake is a guy that has a shutdown type arm. Uh, he can he can stop a running game. Um, you know, it ended up swinging the bat much better towards the end there. But uh, him, along with uh, Coach, is what we call him, Rodrigo Montenegro, and that's uh, really been a had a really good fall and, and did well. So we're, I think between those two guys, we should feel pretty good with what we have. We're here with Coach uh, Christian Ostrander and Coach. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. You see us in all our beauty here. I wanted to ask you a question. We saw in the World Series, and even last year when you guys beat Alabama, they went to more of a Johnny Hall staff. And uh, with the amount of arms this year, that's possible, you know, of course, in a midweek. But uh, you feel really good about your starters and your bullpen. I do. I think, you know, and, and every it's, it, it changes. It can change week to week with what strategy you want to take and so forth. Uh, uh, I think if, you know, that Johnny Holstaff type thing can be pretty powerful if everybody goes out there and does their job. But it's also, uh, you know, if you got to save some arms because they threw more in the weekend to be able to have a starter midweek that can get you – five or six innings goes a long way, too, so it could happen. I wanted to ask you specifically about a dude named Tanner Hall. You know, that two-seam fastball that we saw, and uh, it's pretty atrocious. It's a weapon, pretty amazing. Uh, for To have a guy like that to be able to know what he can do and to be able to use it like we saw in Oxford last year, I know you're excited about him this year. Yeah, Tanner, uh, that stuff's dirty, man. And uh, Tanner was a guy, you know, chasing on the recruiting part when he was back in high school and summer ball and all that stuff. I love that aspect. His velocity was a little light at the time, but, man, he, he had a gift that he's hard to teach, and uh, that's that sinker. And, and he's a tough kid, and he competes, and, he you know, he doesn't get too uh, sped up in the moment. But Tanner had a good fall. His velocity's gotten up a little bit, up to 92s, but still getting that action. And, uh uh, sliders come a long way. I think, you know, I always said it last year. I said, when he figures out that slider, 
uh, you know, watch out. And I think we're getting real close to that. And uh, three pitch mix with three quality, you know, plus pitches. So, uh, yeah, excited for him to go out there and have a chance to show us, you know, what more he can do. I know you were. We were joking about it. It didn't seem like. Uh, it seems like Creel got the better of the World Series, and and I know you. We were joking. We were asking the Ben whether he even drafted at all. You know what I'm talking about? Because it seems like Creel dominated in that four game split. There ain't no doubt. It was uh, it was fun. I on paper sure looked lopsided, and uh, I guess it turned out you know four zero. But uh, the games were much more competitive than you think, and uh, and so forth. But uh, you know we had uh, it was fun to end the fall on that note, and uh, because it's you know. Those six weeks of fall practice, well, that that's after you do five weeks of skill work. So it was time to put the ball down, take a break, get away from it. Now you got the holiday season, and uh, a month from yeah, uh, well, a month from today, we're back on the field. Well, that's great to hear, uh, Luke. And I wish we were back on the field tomorrow. Is that not right, Luke? Exactly right. <laughs> Coach, we want to thank you for coming out this afternoon. I really appreciate you're always uh, open to us when we ask you to come on the show and. Uh, we know that our fans around the state, and we get correspondents really from all over the country uh, with all the podcast platforms we're on, and this is their connection uh, to Southern Miss. And uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, Southern Miss fans love nothing better than Golden Eagle baseball. Well, we, we appreciate that support, and uh, we hope we can provide you know what they want, what they need. We look forward to the, the season upcoming. Coach Christian Ostrander, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back live from Corner Market Food Store here in Midtown right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. We're at Corner Market the Food Store here in Midtown, wrapping up the 2021 Homes of Hope Toy Drive. Uh, COO of Corner Market Foods, Mike Stout, a huge friend to all of us at Super Talk, joins us now. And before we get started, on anything else, obviously we owe you a big thank you for having us again. Oh, we thank you. We love this. We do this every year, and we're looking forward to next year. This is great for us. We love it. I don't want to be a downer in any way, but I, but I do want to mention this while I have you on the air. You and I now, this is the second year that we've done this without our friend JT. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest with you. When I walked in here today, I couldn't help but think about how he loves to come here. He loved you. He loved Corner Market. Uh, he was just a great, uh, great advocate for this drive that we've done together. He was. I mean, he was one of a kind, and he was missed. I mean, I remember last year when I got to talk to him on the air, and I mean, you were here, and I got visibly. Right. He's just a great guy, and yes, I miss him. Uh, he looked forward to this toy drive every year, and uh, and the CEO, Mike, the CEO of uh, Homes of Hope, told me today that. We probably didn't realize just how excited these kids are when this all these toys show. But we got them this year, don't we? Oh, this is this has been fantastic. They're great toys. I feel like the people in Mississippi are so generous, and what a great cause. And I was talking earlier. If you want, if you wanted something to tug at your heartstrings, come watch these kids walk through a store 
and look at fresh food and how excited they get. Right. Now, these are young children. Right. It's, it's just amazing. And let me point out to people that don't know, I happen to know this, that, that this company, Corner Market, provides Homes of Hope with all the fresh vegetables and fresh food that they eat, not just during Christmas. That is good. Three sixty-five a year. Every week they come get it, and they they take it right off the the rack. They come get what they need. So uh, yeah, but it's a blessing for us. You know how, how wonderful it is. It and what they do with those children, unbelievable. So we look at it like it's a gift for us to be able to do that. I'm bringing Michael Bergens in here. He's our producer. He lives in uh, in Purvis. And Michael and I were talking yesterday. I'll tell you this, Mike. Since we got some Purvis businesses involved. This thing has really gone over the top. Michael, you, you made a great point. People in Purvis are very aware of Homes of Hope and, and the wonderful Christian mission that it provides for kids. Oh, and it, it speaks volumes to even the, the population in Purvis. But then you see what's happened at the corner market stores and the other businesses throughout the Pine Belt that have donated. They're certainly aware of it, but uh, it is something of, of pride in Purvis to know that a mission like that is right in our backyard. So anything anyone can ever do for them, uh, they, they step up. Yeah. I heard a state representative who was on Gerard's show earlier today made a comment that put a smile on my face, Mike. She said, well, this has just become a Hattiesburg tradition, the Super Talk Corner Market toy drive from Homes of Hope. I love that. That's what we were hoping for. And right. we want to be part of this every year. Absolutely. All right. I, I want to talk about Corner Market a minute. I love the Gulf of Mexico, and I love <laughs> Gulf seafood. And I got to tell you, I love coming down here to your fish market where you sell grouper and triple tail and flounder and boiled shrimp. Uh, it, it's Gulf of Mexico fresh food right here at the corner market in Midtown. You know what's great about it is we partner with Quality Seafood out of Gulfport, and they bring that to us, and it's as fresh as it gets. And you know, no question. We're smart enough to know what we know and what we don't know, and those people are the experts. And if you haven't eaten the boiled shrimp, you need to. I, you can't cook that better at home. It's incredible. Now, l- let me say this about the boiled shrimp. It, it, number one, is cooked perfectly. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's affordable, Mike. It's yes, not it expensive. Yes, it is. And they do that for us. And bring it to us. We sell so much; it's, it's just it's incredible. And and they're they're fantastic. Matter of fact, we met with them today, just talking about next year and what we're going to do. And they're a great partner of ours. And, yeah. and it, it is fresh seafood. And that's the key to seafood. It's got to be fresh. You've got to have a partner that you can trust and you can believe in. And these these guys are incredible. How often every week do they do they bring seafood in here? We get it several times a week, but we can also it's a phone call away. So if we have somebody come in and want something, we can get it for them. Right. So it's just it's Well, speaking of that, we'll get Mergens back in here in a minute. I remember a few years ago, and I can't remember exactly what you asked Mike to get you, uh, Michael. It was uh, it was something that you had enjoyed up in Chicago. Chicago dogs and chili. I remember. Yep. You remember that, Mergens? And I didn't get an opportunity to thank you in person, Mike, but that was just the – and that night I, I cooked them. I had taken the dogs out in the backyard. I came back in the house, and it was a surreal moment. My house smelled like Soldier Field, and it was amazing. And my wife loves them because she heard me talk about them forever, but they're the Vienna beef hot dogs, and any Chicago dog, that's what they use. And, of course, you always say, if we don't have it, ask us. And you definitely tried to get them, and you got them, and I I really I can't thank you enough. That was a great week at the Mergens household. It was fun. It was fun for me. I I really had had fun getting those for you. How how often does that happen that people all, all the time? All the time, and it, you know we'll we'll find it if it's out there. We'll find it. 
absolutely. And Michael, you said your house smelled like Soldier Field. Did the team <laughs> lose that night? You know, to make the to make the atmosphere like it would normally be. So let's talk about the toy drive, Bob. <laughs> Well, Corner Market uh, goes out of their way uh, for customers, sure. And I'm going to tell you something, Mike, I've always noticed about Corner Market, too. And I, I live out in Oak Grove, so I, I go to your Bellevue location, mm-hmm. and then we work right in the same parking right. lot with your Oak Grove location. It's how happy and friendly your employees seem to be. Well, they know that we know without them, we don't have a business. That's just the long and the short of it. These folks have been troopers through all this COVID, through all this, but they have just been absolutely fantastic. We're blessed to have good people. We really are. Now, you're not just in Hattiesburg. Let people know we're all corner markets. Oh, my goodness, I can't recite them all. We're up in Jackson. We've got uh, resource in Jackson. We're in Vicksburg. We're in Raymond, Mississippi. We're in Magnolia. And we're in Laurel. We're in Ellisville. And then, you know, I'm in Bellevue and Oak Grove and here in Hattiesburg. And Petal. Do you have more stores like this, or is this like the Bell Cow? This is the Bell Cow, but uh, I announced it uh, last hour. We're building one just like this in Starkville, Mississippi. This is going to be our furthest, furthest one point next year in 2022. Like it's just exactly like this. Okay, so I'm, I ask you this off the air. You said it's okay to ask you on the yeah. air. This was one heck of a big investment here. At, at a time where we were hearing about Midtown, Midtown's going to be developed. But this had to be a pretty big gamble. And uh, has it meted, uh, has it met past your expectations? Yeah, it, it has to answer the short answer. But the longer answer is that's a testament to Forrest and David Roberts. Yeah, they, they believed in the company. They believed in what we could do. And they stepped up and said, let's do it. And they put the money in. And we spent a long, long time. We spent two years developing this store. And it has done fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Hattiesburg. Yep. <laughs> I think it's important for our listening audience on this show to know, too, that Corner Market does a lot to support Southern Miss athletics. And uh, that's uh, that's always been a calling with this uh, Roberts company as well, hasn't it? There is nobody that was a bigger fan or ever will be a bigger fan of Southern Miss than Mr. Roberts. And, uh, yeah, it, it was in his blood, and it still is in ours. And we're smart enough to know that, when you have an institution like Southern Miss here in the, in the town, we need, to, we need to help out. That's important to everybody that lives here. Mm-hmm. I've often said, uh, having moved back here 12 years ago from another part of the state, that people take Southern Miss for granted. And if it wasn't for the University of Southern Mississippi, you probably wouldn't have businesses like no, this. Here. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And it's so important that uh, everybody in the community realize how important that university is to all of us. Right, right. Well, we want to thank you again for all that you do. Uh, partnering with you every year is really, really important to us. And, uh, you know, we've already talked about, you know, this is going to be an annual event for us. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's just really hard for us to, uh, to tell you how much we appreciate uh, that you accepted this idea when we came to you. And I think it's, I think I can speak for both of us. It's maybe got a little bigger than maybe we originally thought. It has, and it's great. We want to be a part of it from now on. We love it. Yeah, it's, it's gotten, uh, it's really gotten much yeah, bigger. And, good stuff. And we're grateful for that. Well, all right, so a new store coming in Starkville, mm-hmm. and that's going to open when? We're hoping uh, towards the end of the year next year. Any message you want to get out to your customers between now and Christmas? Yeah, just please come in and see us and, and uh, let our employees have a chance to, to say hey to them and Merry Christmas and thank you for everything this year. Yeah, and thank you all, folks, for uh, for donating the way you did. We had people bring money to us while we were here. 
I understand we've had people donate clothes, and uh, we're just overrun here uh, with super nice toys. So we, we couldn't be happier, and uh kind of fills my heart, and I know it does yours, to know that uh, those kids at Adam Purvis are going to have they're going to have as big a Christmas as any kids are going to It's great. Have. It's an absolute great feeling. Yeah. Okay, Mike, thank you. Thank you. Mike Stout, everybody, is the COO of uh, Corner Market Food Stores. Uh, Luke, jo- Luke Johnson back here with me real quick. Luke, we're going to wrap things up. I appreciate you working through the uh, the technical nightmares. Has your blood pressure decreased any now? It has, and it was because I ate that sushi. I uh, think you, now you mentioned that that could be You it. and Gary looked at me, but I'm telling you what. There is a selection of really good sushi, and it was a good sushi, and it was affordable sushi. And then I walked over there, and I think I heard you talking about this. Then I saw the boiled shrimp and the fried shrimp, and then I saw the salad bar. And so I'm almost glad I was drawn to the sushi first because right. it hit me because I would have overeaten anywhere else. You walked by the bakery. I did. You need to check. But I, I saw it from a distance, and I turned around and came right back. <laughs> There's a lot of people working here hard every day to bring you delicious food, and uh, we're glad to be down here. Appreciate Corner Market. We're going to wrap up. 2021 Toy Drive right after this. And, and appreciate Christian Ostrander being a, a champ earlier. We, we had technical difficulties, Bob. I and mean, what did you say? You said it was it's like, like bringing in a pitcher in the seventh inning, throwing balls. <laughs> so we had to <laughs> had to go to somebody else. That's what we did. Anyway, I'm happy to, to have you along on a on a special Eagle Hour today, as we are collecting toys uh, to give back to children um, who who uh, in a lot of times have had uh, a rough start to life and through. Uh, ministry able to uh, be ministered to, and that's the whole point of the Christmas season is we share the hope of Christ and, right. and hope you and your family experience that too. All right, that's right. a couple news and notes, Bob. Miles Brennan is headed to Louisiana State University. Yeah. So the, uh, bring that rumor to an end. Please. Yeah, so uh, Let's put it to bed. Right Miles now. Brennan uh, officially earlier, about two hours ago, uh, tweeting out that he is returning back to LSU. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated tweeted out this is basically how it went. Brian Kelly asked Brennan Monday uh, to come back. And a lot of this coincides. Let me, I know this. I just want to under, help our listeners understand what was going on. So Max Johnson, who was LSU starter, entered the portal last week uh, right after Kelly was announced as the head coach. And so basically that means that LSU needs a quarterback. Walker Howard, Jamie Howard's son's coming in, but he'll be a true freshman. So apparently Kelly and Brennan talked after two days, thought it over. And Miles Brennan is going to be an LSU Tiger. Now, if you want to know what the Southern Miss football team feels about that, uh, particularly <laughs> just just a little earlier, uh, Frank Gore Jr. tweets out a picture of him and Ty Keys walking on the sidelines. Hashtag new profile pick. So obviously, Frank Gore Jr. <laughs> believes in Ty Keys as the uh, the future quarterback for Southern Miss. And I think we all do. 
You know, I mean, I think we all think he's and, and the kid we just signed. Come in and compete, yeah. and that's going to be one of the guys that's going to be our quarterback. So, Superback himself, the general of the Superbacks, Frank Gore Jr., fully endorsing tackies. And uh, so, anyway, good stuff there. All right, just to, to recap, yesterday as the Eagles get uh, twenty new 21 new Golden Eagles, um, 17 of those uh, commitments, three transfers. If you look at where the Eagles, according to rankings and these do not um these do not include the transfer so we get a we get a former dandy dozen from mississippi state transfer janari dean we get a linebacker uh, dalen gill from ole miss and we get a defensive lineman jaleel clemens from memphis they do not filter into this but southern miss according to 27 or 24 7 sports 73rd overall according to rivals 74th overall that puts the eagles uh according to, to some estimations the best recruiting class they've had in over a decade so well done will hall and there's some uh, if you haven't looked at some of these profiles of these recruits good stuff and again we should say of the 17 new guys um 11 are high school guys and uh, we didn't think it was maybe going to come out uh, that much but but uh roland a, a juco transfer the number four defensive tackle in the country latrell jones um, from Taylorsville by way of uh, Pearl River Community College, the number one junior college wide receiver in the country, both Eagles. And why is that not getting more uh, pub than it is? The number one junior college receiver in the country. And, you know, unfortunately, all, all you hear about is, is Jackson State signing a big kid. Well, that was really unprecedented. That was, that was the DeAndre Brown situation plus some. Right. Because – Southern Miss got a five star, you know, under under and the power five schools are not going to like much of that, are they? Dion Dion fed them their own poison. I mean, he he turned the tables on them, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? If if that's the way that the game's going to be played now, Dion said, "Let's do it." And <laughs> he did it and got the hey, number man. one overall yeah. guy yeah. Uh, in in the country for sure. But um, I was listening in. Uh, Technology limited us a little bit, but but how outstanding was the response? I saw you guys go down earlier uh, here in the lobby at, at uh, Corner Market Midtown. Man, so many toys have been donated. It's pretty amazing. It's just an unbelievable turnout. A lot of really nice toys too. I mean, you know, people really spent some money on some toys. I I, I couldn't put a value on it, but I'd say it's several thousand dollars worth of toys. And best of all is that uh, Mike, the director down at the Homes of Hope, told me that. Uh, we really have no idea how those kids appreciate that and what that means to them on Christmas morning to have this big array of toys for them. And uh, my heavens, if you're not going to help kids like that at Christmas, what are you, what are you going to do? Absolutely. And, and that, it shows them that they have dignity and worth and people love them. And uh, it, it's the type of ministry. It's frontline work. I mean, it's basically taking – a horrible situation in society and culture and redeeming it, you know, uh, with love and purpose and for the, for God's glory. So, I mean, it doesn't get much more Christmas than taking care of kids no, like that. No, it doesn't. Or seeing Scary Gary, who's hard at work. Look at him, man. He has not stopped. Ethernet cable there. around his neck. Got an Ethernet cable on his neck. Got his phone around his belt. Now he's strangling himself <laughs> with the Ethernet cable. You tell Gary's busy these days. All right, right? there's a chance as we wrap up here that I might go back and, and – might head down to that bakery just for a second. What did Gary call your sushi cat food? Yeah, it uh, like no, cat food? You said it was bait. bait. That's, what, That's what the Delta would call raw fish was bait. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was good. Enjoyed it? All right. Head back to the bakery, Luke. That wraps us up. Are we out of time? Already. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in this afternoon. And uh, thank you for donating toys during the Homes of Hope uh, 
Toy Drive will be back Monday. And until then, Southern Myth. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.